Hey, you found us. It's the Ben and Matt Sportscast. I'm Ben Glicksman with my tag team partner, Matt Story. And we're going to talk... Look, it's May 27th. It's almost Memorial Day. It's time we talk about ASU football. Um, <laughs> hey, we've talked about it in March and February, January. So why not? Uh, today we're going to do a, a look around the historical ASU football team and discuss who is a Hall of Famer, who could be a Hall of Famer, who, you know, various candidacies. Um, we're not going to follow so my, the official rules of what correct. it takes to be a Hall of Famer. Uh, we're just going to talk about anybody we please. And my focus here, uh, you know, and I think I think it's where we'll focus, but you can throw somebody out if you want, is, is since 2004, when we've been going to games, following oh, yeah. the program closely. Like, I, I can't. I can't comment very well on, you know, guys from the 90s, certainly before that. A lot of the big names are already in. So for a foundation, the guys who finished their career since 2004 who are already in, Andrew Walter, Derek Hagan, and Zach Miller. So I don't, we don't need to spend any time on them All they're deserving. already in. All and, and I think pretty obvious choices. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, like, so that's that was an easy one. I figure we kind of just, you know, not specific position by position, but maybe let's just start with quarterback, work our way through the offensive positions, defense, and just see where we land. Sure. I think that's great. Let's start with an obvious quarterback, Stephen Three. <laughs> so that's a, probably a no. Yeah. I went through the quarterbacks. And that was an easier one to, to, to go through and ruled out right away Sam Keller. Could have been if things had broken differently, but no chance. Uh, Danny Sullivan, no chance. Stephen Three, no chance. Samson Zakachi. You can, you can tell me if you disagree with any of these. Samson Zakachi, no chance. Yeah. Um, Mike Berkovici, no chance. Yeah. Looked at looked at four. That left me with four. Not counting Jake Daniels. I don't. I don't want to do guys who are still in their careers because it's just it's too sure. early. Yeah. I mean, Jake Daniels, if he has a great year. Maybe if he doesn't have a great year, no. So, so that leaves us with Rudy, Brock, Taylor Kelly, Manny Wilkins. To me, the easiest one to say no was Manny Wilkins. Yeah. Do you agree with that? I I think that Manny Wilkins had a shockingly average career. I mean, he had a he had a pedestrian run. I. I and I hate saying this, it's harsh, but it's what I thought when I thought it. Like, if you say Manny Wilkins is a Hall of Famer, you're basically saying that anybody who started for three years is a Hall of Famer. Yeah. I mean, because that's what he did. Stats. Right, right. You know, I mean, he put together nice totals, but never really won anything of significance or even came close. I, we, we, you know, we weren't the Pac 12 title game. We weren't close to the Pac 12 title game. Um, you know, he had that win against against Washington, which was a you know top ten team, but that was what was thirteen seven or something was the final. Yeah. It wasn't like he lit it up. Um, yeah, you know, I mean, a nice a nice career, but you know, you put him in, you gotta you, you're watering down the standards. Yeah, I, I think it becomes a you know a career with questions. If he hadn't suffered the big injury, sure, um, sure, that opened the door, and then immediately close the door for Brady White. Um, right, right, would, right, yeah. Would there be something different? Because that, se- you know, it seemed like he had some things rolling and then he wasn't quite right the rest of the way that season. Right, right. And that was his first year as the starter, right? That was 16 yeah. Yeah. when we started 5-1 and one and finished 5-7. and seven. Um, And then the next two years, we were 7-5 and five both years, right? Last year under Graham and then first year under Herm. Yeah, I mean, a, a good player, but I don't, I think it was an easy one to say no. Yeah. Um, and then probably also a no on Brock. He only really started one full season, a couple games in, in his sophomore year, once his freshman year. Had a great one season. I mean, he's the single season leader in passing yards in school history, 4,000 plus, only got to do that. But team was 6-7. and seven. Uh, You know, I don't think so. Do you agree? I agree. I, I think this is one of those things where – and. You you know, we may find out that our calculus on this is a little different, but the Hall of Fame for a college to me, if you're only there for one year, 
Yeah. That year better be special. It's got to be spectacular. I agree. It's got to be Cam Newton, uh, you know, at Auburn level. That That's an obvious. Or, or at least... Uh, I mean, I'm trying to think of an ASU guy who's really only started one year or well, played one year. I could see cross sport. I could see Zylan Cheatham was first team all conference. The team sure. was very good. Sure, sure. That's a that's a thought. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like I like Brock, and and I think Brock is one of those. You mentioned Manny's. You know, sort of what ifs. Uh, if we, you know, you started this conversation with Stephen Three. If we don't have Stephen Three, and Brock is the starter in 2010 and 11. Maybe it's a different story. Maybe he stays for his senior year and puts up even better numbers. Maybe Dennis Erickson doesn't get fired right right when he did. He would have eventually. Um, but, you know, one year of starting, unless that one year is a Rose Bowl year or something of that caliber, it's or, or he won a Heisman or something like that, which he did not, I don't think so. So that, that left us with Rudy and Taylor Kelly, of which I'm inclined to say yes on both, but Rudy's a tougher one. Yeah, I, I think the easiest one, when you said there's a very easy one, uh, I thought you were going to say an easy one to Taylor put Kelly. in, and that's Taylor Kelly. I um, would agree. If you're going to have a, if you're going to have a multi-year starting career, you know, ten win seasons. Uh, yeah, Pac-12 championship game. Uh, you know, won some big games. Won the Notre Dame game. You know, I mean, like uh, had had some great stats, both passing and running. Um, you know, his passing numbers aren't quite at Rudy's level, but he also probably, I didn't, I didn't look, but I'm guessing he's 10 or so starts shy of Rudy yeah. because he only started three years and missed three games in his last year when Burko started. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Rudy started every game for three and a half years. So he's probably a good, you know, plus Rudy's offense was more throw it, you know, exclusively, um, Taylor, you know, the, the offense for Taylor Kelly was more of a, you know, running game um, with him. But, yeah, I think he's he's a pretty clear-cut one. Rudy's a tough one. I mean, there's a there's a strong case for his numbers are really good. Well, and his um, first year was very good. His first year was great. And his third year, I mean, he's in the, in the history of ASU in the Pac-10 slash 12. We've won a share of the conference title. They share exclusively three times, and he's got one of those in 2007. I know it's a it's a bit hollow because we tied with USC, who blew the doors off of us. We didn't go to a major bowl, so it doesn't really feel like. We, but but the the record book says we shared the Pac-10 title, and there's not a lot of starting quarterbacks in school history who can say that. I, there's only two others. I think he's comfortably in. I just don't like. His attitude, and that's and, the thing and, that's gonna gonna work against him because people at ASU don't like his attitude or yeah. didn't at least. Well, and he's become a bit of a you know willing naysayer on yes. social media. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, you know, he, he was uh, you know he's he's trying to build a media brand, mm-hmm. um, and and the way to build that brand is to be negative and take strong takes and uh, those type of things and. You know, Rudy, Rudy, I mean, God, he, he, his personality was built for that in some ways. That's how he was when he played here. And that's the thing to keep in mind is this is not a media vote like we talked about with the Football Hall of Fame. or But, you know, this is this is decided by a committee of people who work for ASU. Yeah. And and so it's it's got to be like somebody who people have a hard time putting their arms around is going to face an uphill battle. I think he will eventually get selected. But it could be 15, 20 years down the road. Well, and when what, when new people have come in and they don't know the personality, and it's just like, oh, those numbers are really good. Well, I could see. I think statistically, he should be in. What yeah, I could agreed. see with why you know what you do is, if you think that there is a thawing and an opportunity to bring him back into the fold somehow, and I I don't know if it's going to be off the Herm Edwards tree. Um, if Taylor Kelly were to come back and, and then we start going further into the past, you know, maybe yeah. if, uh, I don't know, Jarrell Robinson were to be like a conditioning coach or something. Yeah. Yeah. You know, then maybe there's something to do in there. Yeah. Um, yeah. But the people but here don't know him and the, the uh, you know, he wasn't with this staff and he was not, he was not. And, and the people, 
the Mark Brands, who I, you know, I love Mark Brand. I'd go to the end of the world for Mark Brand. But, you know, those are the people who make these decisions. Mark Brand, Don Bakke, those type of people who've been around ASU for a long time. I don't know that somebody like Rudy then and now is the type of person they want to put their arms around. But when those people are no longer at ASU, which will come, and and a new group comes in, I think, you know, then you'll you'll get, we'll, we'll look at just more the black and the white. And we'll look at the record book and we'll say, wow, this guy's, you know, top five all time in every passing category in school history. He's got the most starts. He's got the second most wins. How can we not have him in? But it, it'll be a bit. I mean, he's already eligible. We, we Before we started recording, we talked you have to be out 10 years to be eligible, which means he's already there and he hasn't gotten in yet. Yeah. I just think, you know, he's not beloved like Danny White. He's not, no. he's not a pro ASU Homer slash radio guy like Jeff Van Rapport. Right, right, right. You yes. Know, so yes. when you start looking at the quarterbacks who are in, you know. Is Van Rapport in? Are you looking at the Yeah, I got, list? I got the list. I, I believe he was, yeah, he's in 1998. I would think. Yeah, I would think. And I know Jake Plummer's in. I remember him getting in. And that's a, that's a slam dunk. I mean, he was a Heisman yeah. finalist. We, we went to the Rose Bowl. He's, you know, probably the best quarterback, at least in the modern era. If you if you take out Danny White, um, you know, the Pac-10 era, Plummer's probably the best. But, yeah, yeah Rudy's going to be an interesting one. I mean, it's it's one of those that personality matters, and that's that's why he's not in now. Because his numbers would probably say he should have been a, you know, 2019 inductee because his last year was 2008. That would have put him, you know, getting in the first year out. Mm-hmm. So it's just, you know, I, his numbers deserve to be in. That's my point. I, I agree. I agree. And I think eventually he will. But, yeah. So I, I think of those guys, I think Kelly, then Carpenter. Yeah. So then we can move on to running back, which is where it gets tough. Because I could come up with five who I could make a pretty good argument for. So Foster, Grice, Richard. Yeah. Neil you know Benjamin. Yeah. I mean, we talk about that one spectacular year. Ryan he had Terrain. that one spectacular year. Now, see, I didn't go Ryan Terrain because, I mean, so comparing the the, the 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 spectacular year, I'll get to my fifth. But but Eno's was, you know, 1,600 yards, 300 carries. I mean, it, like the best year by a running back in school history. Like Cedric Benson at Texas. Yes, Terrain, you know, 06, he was a little over 1,000 yards. Then 07, he got hurt halfway through. Like, another guy who, like, had he been healthy all of 07 and put up another, you know, 1,200 yards and, and, you know, then probably yes. I don't think so for him. The one that, that we're forgetting, or at least, you know, you haven't said it, and I forgot him until I started looking at the numbers, is Cameron Marshall. Cameron Marshall was really good. Yeah, I... I... I would not have put him on, you know, the four that, you know, with Eno, I think are, I think it's interesting that both of us had Richard and, and Balaj seems to be the questionable. I don't have Balaj, you know, but Balaj to me is like, he had that one great game. And that's, uh, you know, aside from that, you take that game out, he was good, but never great. Richard was a workhorse. So let me, let me give you the case for Cameron Marshall, the statistical case. Career rushing attempts, granted that's not the greatest number, but he's fifth all-time, 580. Career rushing yards, school history, he's ninth all-time, 2,700. Career rushing touchdowns, he's second all-time with 38 behind only Woody Green. Yeah, that's... Top top 10 in all those categories, it's hard to not have him in. Yeah, I, I think he, that... I think. Rice and Foster are the easiest. I me. think so too. Those are, I mean, so it's one of those things like, to me, I have all five as a yes because I feel like if you say no to one, you have to say no to all. Yeah. Because because it's like, okay, how do I say no to Cameron Marshall and yes to Marion Grice? Grice's numbers are not as good as Cameron Marshall's. He was only here two years and he shared time one year with Cameron Marshall. I mean, they were both on the 2012 team, and so was Foster. Now, Foster's rushing numbers 
are nothing special, but then you add in his second career all time in, in receptions for yeah. a guy who was mostly a running back. Uh, you know, so then his, his all purpose stuff, I think puts him pretty comfortably over the top. Yeah. I, I think you, I, I, maybe the, maybe the play is you put all three in together. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. I mean, Grice, you know, so Grice had 39 touchdowns in two seasons. That's pretty impressive. Oh I mean, yeah. He's got, well, and he's got two of the, two of the five best single season touchdown totals in school history, 20 and 2013. 19 and 2012 that you know i mean for two years you mentioned it like the shorter your the shorter your time the more spectacular you got to be in that time but he was he checks those boxes and I mean, he and foster were both basically wide receiver running back interchangeable parts yeah 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 i mean foster's a tough one because really his rushing numbers you don't you know you look at the all-time rushing list in school history you don't see his name yeah. But when you add in his rushing numbers with 222 career receptions, which is second most ever behind only Derek Hagan, had a reception in every single game he played, like that's that's pretty good. Yeah, I, I think they I think they all are in. I think you're right. I think so too. And then and then Richard, like I was kind of surprised, honestly. I didn't realize how how productive. I mean, Richard's fourth all time in rushing yards school history. 3,202 yards. Yeah, he's behind Woody Green, Freddie Williams, J.R. Redmond. I know Woody Green and J.R. Redmond are in. I'm guessing Freddie Williams is too. Uh, yes, he is. Oh, and and ahead of Wilford White. Granted, a totally different era, but I know Wilford oh. White's in. He's a retired number. Well, and that's so, an era where you ran the ball all the time. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You know. So, yeah, I think I think you got to have him. I mean, Richard and Marshall were the two that like. The just the subjective memory. I kind of thought, eh, I don't know. Like Grice and Foster had spectacular moments. Eno had a spectacular year, and then his his twenty nineteen was still pretty good, not as good. You know, Richard Marshall were the guys who you're like, well, do I remember them having like one great season? Not really, but their career totals are really impressive. Yeah, well, Richard was just the right guy. All the time, like, you know, the, all the knocks on him, all, you know, it, it kind of felt like Taylor Kelly in a way. They, yeah, everyone wanted the faster guy, the stronger guy, the Blush. bigger guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah. the guy who, you know, when there was an issue, you know, the guy who you wanted to salt the game away. Well, yeah, I mean, I remember the Arizona game in 2017, which was his last home game I think he played the bowl game but that was that perfect example we were we were down at the half that was a Khalil Tate getting injured right before the half we took over in the second half and and a big part of that was just feeding the ball to Demario Richard they could not stop him they had no hope uh and Nikhil Harry was great too who we're going to talk about soon but like you know that was one of those moments that you know, you, if you look back and say you need a moment, that was it. Now, Terrain had that in 06 against Arizona. I just don't think Terrain's career was spectacular enough in probably, what, 18, 19 career games to, yeah. to be a Hall of Famer. I agree. Only two years. But it shows you, honestly, and we, we discussed this a little bit ago, like, we've been pretty good at running back. I know none of these guys were, you know, first-round picks or – you know, Heisman guys or anything, but like, you think about the success we've had, you know, with Terrain, Keegan Herring, who was pretty good, not great, but pretty good, Rudy uh, Dimitri Nance, Rudy Burgess, Cameron Marshall, Foster Grice, Richard Bellage, Eno, what and we had last guys. year, albeit abbreviated, but you know, what you hope, you know, carries into this year, like, we had a pretty good run at running back. I think, you know, if there's a position you'd say has been a strength of ours consistently, for all of our years, it's that. Maybe special teams, kicker and punter, we've, we've had some pretty good success too, although we've had some bad kickers as well. But, you know, like, we've had we've been pretty spoiled at running back, I think. Yeah. Now, question, since you pivoted there, I, I want to, uh, do you have any of the kickers in? Because I think Zane should be in. Oh, Zane for sure. And I think probably Thomas Weber too. He won the gross up. Yeah, I mean, you win a major award. I think that's that's conversation stopper. Well, when you talk about uh, one spectacular season, that, yes, you know, 
And his second year, he was really good, too. Like, it, it peaked with his freshman year. He was 24 of 25 or something like that. But his sophomore year was really good, too. And then he got injured. And they rushed him back from the injury. And, then, you know, he was never quite the same. But, yeah, I mean, both both Gonzalez and Weber won the Groza. I think they're both obvious. You, you put them in. Now, Weber's already... Well, no, he wouldn't be eligible yet because he was here through 2010. Um, he'd be eligible, I guess, this year. I don't know if you got to put him in right away, but I think he gets in. And Zane, yeah, 100%. Yeah. Zane loved being an ASU kicker and was yeah. great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, we've had some good punters, too. I don't know about, you know, like Matt Hawk. Eh. I mean, maybe. Um, you know, I, I, you could make an argument. You could make an argument for Trevor Hankins, Josh Hubner. I mean, we've had some decent punters, but it's it's hard to get too jazzed up about a punter's Hall of Fame eligibility, I suppose. I mean, I think the the issue with that is a it, you know, they if you had an NFL career like a Matt right. Hawk, right? Is that that helps? Yeah, I, I think that, that carries a lot of water for you on your hard. Hall of Fame. Now, I will say the career that he, you know, if he has another year, like he, you know, the Turk kid, you know, he's, he's garnered enough headlines as a punter that maybe, you know, I mean, maybe when it's his time, if he has another great season this year, who knows? Well, um, and could he it, win know, the guy award? He could. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I suppose he's, he's very good. Now I hope we don't see him much. So hopefully he doesn't win the, you know, when you win the right guy, you're probably punting more than I'd like to see this offense punt this year. But yeah, I mean, it's possible. Yeah, I, I think Gonzalez and Weber for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so should we go Should we go back to wide receiver? Yeah, let's I go back to wide receiver. I just wanted to... I mentioned to, one that I think we'll agree is a cinch, and that's Nikhil Harry. I think he's in. I think Jalen I mean, Strong think, is in. I think Jalen Strong is an absolute lock, I, too. You, yeah. you want to talk about having a moment? When there's a play named after right. you, you're, right. You, right. that counts. The play and... His two years were incredible. I mean, he was he was fantastic for those two years. His numbers are, I mean, like looking at career. Let me go back to it here, because he was only here for two seasons. He is top ten all time in receptions, and nobody above him was here less than three years. The only one who was three was Nikhil Harry. Um, he is first all time in receptions per game. A bit of a manufactured stat but nonetheless um top 10 all-time in yards again nobody above him was here less than three years well he had 1100 yards both years 17 touchdowns yeah Um, yeah i mean uh where's touchdown receptions am i missing that he's got 17 of them in two years 17 okay so he's not they only go down to 22 but that's only a top five list so yeah i mean i i think that's a pretty pretty much a lock and Nikhil Harry his numbers are better than Jalen Strong's he was a first round pick which matters uh you know I mean that shouldn't be the defining reason but I think it could be a tiebreaker not that we need one in this case but you know it's it's significant yeah well I mean I think they're both in I think by virtue of where he was drafted Brandon Ayuk is in too so that's the one I was gonna say he was a first round pick too (laughs) I mean, I, he had I, a, you know, he had more yards in that year than Jalen Strong had in in either of his. He did. I mean, I, I'm not. It's one of those things. Like, I'm not against it on Brandon Ayuk. I liked him. He was a very good player, and and you know, but it's just it kind of. I guess I feel a little bit like, was he as good as Jalen Strong or Nikhil Harry? Didn't feel that way to me. He's good. So it, it kind of becomes a comparison thing, like the running backs, but the opposite. I can't rank those running backs one through five. I could I could mix them up and whatever. Uh, any order makes sense to me. I is clearly the number three of those three guys. Yeah, I agree. That doesn't mean he's not in, or shouldn't be in, but it, it's why I hesitate. I guess. Well, let me see something. I assume is Keith Pool not in. Don't think he is. I think Keith Poole is not in. So I would entertain the argument that you have to let Keith Poole in first. Yeah. Now, Keith Poole's numbers are probably, I mean, I would probably dwarf him. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, Poole was a four. Poole was a four-year player with 25 touchdowns. Ayuk was a two-year player with 
17 touchdowns. Yeah. Or, or I'm sorry, with 11 touchdowns and almost 1,700 yards, Poole had, you know, 2,600. Poole had 2,600, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Sean McDonald's in, right? Yeah. Pretty sure he's in. Yes. So, yeah, I mean, Poole is, man, Poole probably deserves to get in. Plus, he was a... He's got the greatest know, uh, uh, meme in the whole rivalry. Exactly, exactly. You know, and had the, the only touchdown in the Nebraska game, which is, a, you know, the game in ASU's, you know, Pac-10 history, probably. The defining game is, is that one. Um, yeah, I think he should probably be in. Uh, you know, I... Like I'm fine putting Ayuk in. It's it's nothing against him. It's just more of a like I don't know. Now you could you could turn that around on me and say well, you put five running backs in, three receivers shouldn't bother you, and that's probably a fair point. Well, so here I think is where the question comes in. I think Ayuk's in. My question is: There's a next tier, yeah, of original flavor Kyle Williams. Rudy Burgess, Terry Richardson. Yeah. And maybe even down to Kerry Taylor. So I don't think any of them. Did you did you say McGahey? I did not say McGahey. So I don't I don't think okay, I'll say this. To me it's Harry Strong and maybe Ayuk and nobody else. Okay. But if you're gonna add a fourth, I think it's gotta be Chris McGahey. That is interesting. I, I like it. So not Moe Mutz. No, not Moe Mutz. No, I'd say... I'd best, say I mean, best name. Over, best name, Moe Mutz. It is Mutz. a great name. No doubt about that. Yes, yes, it is. And it, and it reminds me of, of, you know, mid-2000s NCAA football naming players because he was one of those receivers that I would always name for ASU. Um, but, yeah, I think, I think McGay would have a pretty strong case. Stronger than Terry Taylor. Oh, well, I mean, I think than, there's, a, there's a middle tier that I kind of skipped. Yeah. I, that is McGahey, Robinson, and Mike Jones. Mike Jones. Robinson is very much like Brock. Same year. He had one spectacular season. But the rest of his career was very mediocre. So I don't think so. I, I mean, and I, I like Jarrell Robinson. He was, you know, he was there when I was working there. And I, you know, he is 11th all time in yards. Is he? Yeah. And that's on the strength of that one season. And when he left, year, he wasn't close. when he left, he would have been eighth because Harry, yeah. uh, Strong, and Foster all were after him. And I'm guessing his 2011 is probably one of the top five single seasons. I think that's we'll probably see. true. Second, I'm looking at it. Second, and and only by eight yards behind Sean McDonald. Yeah, and he had no, almost 1,400. Yeah. 1397 in 2011 on 10 less catches than Sean McDonald. So, I mean, that was a spectacular year, but it, you know, it's, he has the career. He wasn't just here one year, but he only really had one. Well, yeah, the season. one year, a couple things. One, he's a local guy. It's nice he to is. get in local guys. Two, he, is. he had that one year that was spectacular where he put it all together and I think as a fan, I love that about him yeah. because he came in, right? He was, wasn't he like the Hamilton quarterback, if he I'm was, remembering right? And he was and then hugely he, touted coming in. I mean, uh, he was a big-time recruit coming out of high school. And then it just became like, what I, is he ever going to put it together? Right, what? And, right. and then he did. He put, he did. He put it all Finally, together. Last year, when he, when he had good quarterback play, because really, I mean, 09 and 10 – was, you know, Danny and Samson and Steven Threat and, you know, uh, the quarterbacks that we quickly dismissed already. Um, you know, when he had a good quarterback with Brock, he did have a great year. I don't know. I, it, it, it always is tough because, again, I like Terrell Robinson. I like Chris McGay. They were good players. But I, I always feel like you got to – you got it's the same with Ryan Terrain. You know I love Ryan Terrain. Ryan Terrain is, is a made man in my book as far as I'm concerned for the rest of his life. Mm-hmm. But you got to draw the line somewhere, and I'm, I'm drawing it there, I guess. Yeah. I, I think McGahey's probably fourth, but I would entertain that Ayuk falls into the Robinson-Jones. Because, yeah. you know, because McGahey, Robinson, and Jones, four-year guys. Or, they were. You know. They were. And Ayuk really, 
mean, you could probably make a case that Ayuk really only had one great season too, like Jarrell Robinson. Yeah. But he was here for was he was Ayuk only here for two years or three? Two. Trying to, just two. So the one great season plus again tiebreaker. He was first round pick, mm-hmm. and Robinson was undrafted. And that mm-hmm. you know that for a school, especially a school that doesn't have a ton of first round picks, that's probably going to make a difference. Yeah. Especially if his NFL career blossoms, which we don't know yet. You know, he had a decent rookie year. But if, if he becomes a you know a pretty good player in the NFL, that'll make it a lot that he gets in. And now I, I want to raise one guy, because we've now covered both of his positions, and I mentioned him before. Yeah. Rudy Burgess. Rudy Burgess is an interesting one. I thought about him, too. So, look, DJ Foster had 2,400 yards receiving and 2,300 yards rushing. So yeah. when I say Rudy Burgess's numbers from, you know, eight years earlier, it's not as impressive. But They're not. But 1,500 yards receiving and 1,000 yards rushing. Yeah. 18 yeah. total touchdowns. I mean, Foster had 32 total touchdowns. He Foster's did. insane. <laughs> but it's, it's one of those, like, Rudy Burgess, what is, what's the cliche? Rudy Burgess walked so DJ Foster could run. Yeah. Like, you know, he, he set the trail for what DJ Foster would, would make better. Um, Burgess just never, and this is not his fault, they never defined a position for him. And it felt mm. like he was always one of those guys who was good, but was he a running back? Was he a receiver? And and because of that, there were, there were times where he didn't do anything because it felt like he was, you know, a square peg in a round hole type of situation. Well, and he was, the problem for him is that he was good enough at everything that whenever there was a problem, he would move. Right, right. Yeah. Well, what was it? That game, it was either, it was one of the one of the years with Dirk against Stanford where he had like 40 carries. It was, it was an insane game. I think it was, oh, it was a home game. I'm trying to remember when we played Stanford at home. I want to say 05. Well, I bet it, it was, was probably 05 because 05 was when he had his most carries. Yeah, I mean, I may be um, slightly over-exaggerating on 40, but it was a lot. Let's see. Uh, no, it wouldn't have been 05. I'm looking at that. He had 11 carries and 5 catches. Um, In 05? Yeah. So let me look at 04. Oh, yeah, that's right. He was 04. 04. I, I was getting his years wrong. I was thinking 05 to 08. Must be 04 then. 34 carries. Okay, and, that's it. And 2 catches. 34, yeah, just look. 34 carries, 186 yards. It was it was like a complete out-of-nowhere game because we, we were beat up at running back. That was the, you know, Lauren Wade was arrested. Akeem Hill was injured. Randy Hill was injured. He was like our last option, and he turned into a really good player, and then he had the, the game-winning touchdown in the Sun Bowl, um, you know, which was a great game. Uh, you know, I mean, that's a that's an interesting one. Well, and when you look at it, you know, when you look at the that season, he had no carries against Iowa, no carries against Northwestern, no carries yeah. against UTEP, and then twenty against Purdue, thirty four against Stanford. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, like it stands out. I remember the Stanford game. I, you know, you and I went to it, and I, it was like, you know, who is this guy? Where did where did he come from? Uh, mm-hmm. And then he never quite replicated it because he was a little too slight and he was oft injured yeah i mean he was a guy who like he he played a lot he played 45 games he didn't miss a lot of games but it felt like he was always fragile well perpetually banged up and he missed three games as a junior yes you know it just it felt like he was always one of those guys you know even the games he played there were times that he couldn't really do much because he was injured so i don't know i Again, it's it's hard with these guys what we're talking about because they were good players. Chris McGahey, Rudy Burgess, Jarrell Robinson. I mean, I I have no ill will toward any of them, but I don't know if I would say Hall of Fame. I mean, when you when you say, and I know it's a different, slightly different position, but when you say Keith Cool isn't in, yeah, then that that changes the definition a little bit. I don't think Keith pulls in at the list I'm looking at. It's from I don't think he is either. Because yeah. I looked back, I mean, in, in doing this, I looked at the the yearly classes, like kind of going back to like 2000, which he obviously wouldn't have been eligible until what, 06, 07, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't see his name. 
I mean, the names that are in are, are you know, they're pretty good names from the last couple decades. I mean, it's Archuleta, Plummer, Tillman, Derek Rogers, uh, you know, Juan Roque was an All-American, Levi Jones, you know, I mean, like, yeah. they're, they're pretty good names. They're not guys that you're like, oh, that guy's in? So it, it does make you think, like, oh, the standard seems fairly high. They usually only put one football player in a year. Can I ask you uh, a question? Sure. Have they gotten around to putting Terrell Suggs in? They have not, but I do believe that is because he was in the NFL and they want him there. Yeah. And last year was the first year that he could have been, but they didn't do a Hall of Fame last year because there were no fans and only one home game and all that fun stuff. Because T-Sizzle so is, is an I oversight. I think Terrell Suggs makes a ton of sense for this year. His NFL career is over, and we, you know, if you want a, a headliner... Yeah, I mean, I, I think Suggs is like James Harden. They're waiting for him to be able to actually attend the football game and get the rousing ovation and all of that. But we all agree he's coming. Oh, God, yes. I mean, he's absolutely a Hall of Famer, yeah. yeah. I mean, is he... Uh, uh, let's... Uh, this may be hyperbole, but I don't think so. Is he the best complete player in ASU football history? Well, I, I was going to say, I mean, I think you could... Certainly, say he's the best defensive player yeah. in the program's history. It's it's so hard to compare, you know, eras and position. Like, how do you compare him to Danny White? Yeah, that's a you know totally different positions and times and all of that. You know, but I yeah, I mean, I definitely think you know best defensive players in school history. He's he's on the very short list if he's not number one. Yeah. So I yeah I think he's a a cinch. I mean, I don't think he's a cinch. I know he's a cinch. Uh, that that should be an absolute no-brainer. And if he, I would think, you know, in preparing this year's class, they're calling his people to say, hey, what game can you be at? Can you be at this game when we're going to introduce the Hall of Fame? Just make that part of your itinerary for this year. Yeah. That should be how this goes. Should be. Yeah, yeah. So, it's okay. Uh, tight ends. I mean, Zach Miller's already in. I don't. I don't think anybody else, right? Chris, Chris Coyle was good, but yeah, uh, he's I just head and shoulders better than everybody else. Zach Miller. Yeah. Agreed. I mean, and Heap right before him, who's already in too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, Coyle had had the one really good season, and then his senior year, he was still pretty good. But and then God sends him. It's been a, a wasteland. So I mean, that's a position that like. You know, the tight end is fast becoming football's version of we're going to start running and gunning under Herb Sendek. Every year it's like, you know, the tight end's going to be used. I hope this is the year that's true, but I'll believe it when I see it. Yeah, well, we keep now adding guys to tight end right. at least. Right. So at least we're going to have one on the guys. field. So, yeah, I mean, it seems like this should be the year where we see at least more of it. But, yeah, since Chris Coyle, who left in 2013, I believe, it's been uh, a complete wasteland. So, I mean, there's not even a name that I can think of to even debate. Yeah. I'm so then we you. get to our our favorite Achilles heel, the offensive line. There's not a lot. Um, I have one that I think is a lock, and that's Mike Pollock. Yeah, okay. I'm with you. I think he was all conference twice. He was a second round pick, I believe. Uh, you know, that again makes a little bit of a difference. I think Mike Pollock is a is pretty close to a lock. And then it's a struggle. Like there's some other names that you could throw out there. Uh, you know, Jameel Douglas, Cole Cabral, Sean Laval, they were all conference or second team all conference, but I'm not I'm not in love with any of those options. I think about the guys who are in. You know, Juan Roque, Randall McDaniel. Marvel Smith, I believe. Yeah. Levi Jones. I mean, these are these are really good players. <laughs> and, and it's like, I, you know, it's not the pro. It, it, look, it's not the MLB Hall of Fame, the Baseball yeah. Hall of Fame, uh, where we draw insane lines. Um, right, right, true. But, it, you know, I don't think any of these guys are up there. I, You know, I agree with you on Pollock. He's probably in. They've had some decent 
characters uh, yeah. on, on the line, but I don't think anyone is. I mean, it's tough because there's no stats for the offensive line, obviously. So the place I looked was like all-conference recognition because uh, we haven't had any All-Americans, I don't believe. Yeah. Um, so if we look at all-conference offensive linemen beginning in 20, well, let's say 04. Let's go to it here. And I'm not counting honorable mention because honorable mention just means that the school nominated you. And so they give you honorable mention. So Grayling Love was a first team. I don't think he's a Hall of Famer in 04. Andrew Carnahan was a second team. I, I don't think so. He was good. Um, Grayling Love, again, second team in 05. It's fairly impressive, I guess. I didn't realize that, but I still don't think so. Um, Mike Pollock in 06, second team. Mike Pollock, first team in 07. Let's see. Nobody else in 07. We had a lot yeah. in 07 because we were good. Yeah, I mean, I think maybe, you know, there are guys on the current team, Donovan West. Yeah, potentially. Who, you yeah, know, yeah. He's already uh, got one know. first team all-conference. Right. Laval was a second team guy once. Gar- well, no, that's an honorable mention, so I'm not counting him. Uh, Garth Gerhardt, there he is, second team. I don't think so. Um, nobody in 12. Evan Finkenberg was first team in 2013. I don't, I don't think so. You? No, I, I, I'm with you. I, I think that we're just, there's not enough. It's um, almost like I'm fishing for names here. Like, you know, like I'm there, to Well, there's no one who <laughs> is like, as you're doing this and we're like, well, I, I guess that was good. I don't remember us having maulers. I don't no, remember us having, you know, these incredibly strong. We haven't. Uh, you know, there's a reason you don't remember it because we didn't have. I mean, like we have not had a really good offensive line any of the years that that since '04. I, I can't think of a year where we've thought, "Wow, the offensive line is really good." There are years it's been decent, and there are years it's been really bad, but. I don't think we've ever. Now it's it's weird to say that after we talked about the running back success we've had, that um, you know you think those are tied in, but well, and so you know, and it's <laughs> one of those things like are. I guess I would entertain a Cole Cabral. Um, yeah, I mean he was second. He was a, a first team. Well, no, twice second team All Conference, eighteen and nineteen, which is good, but I don't know. I mean, like I said, I feel like as we're doing this, it's almost like a we need to have. You know, we need to get three. So come up with two others besides Mike Pollock. It's like if they don't if they don't deserve it, then we shouldn't be arguing for them. I, I think the answer to this is it's Grayling Love or it's nobody. Yeah. And that's Yeah, I mean a first team all conference and a second team all conference, I guess it's pretty good. Um and and admittedly, those guys from those you know, like we we missed the beginning of their careers. That's yeah. when we were in high school. So I don't have as much perspective on them. Same with, you know, it's, it's, I mean, it's a little different, but it's like comparing Andrew Walter to Taylor Kelly. That's tough because mm-hmm. we really only experienced one Andrew Walter season. Um, so it's, I don't know, that's a, that's a tougher gauge, but to me it's, it's Pollock and probably that's it. I agree. Well, let's flip sides oh, of the ball. Shift it to defense. Yeah. Okay. Um, defensive line. Will Sutton, easy. I think Will Sutton is a lock. Yeah, he was a conference player of the year, twice I think, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. Um, twelve and thirteen. That that's all you got to say. Yeah, so I think he's for sure in. Um, I don't know who else I would put in. I don't know that there's others I would. I mean, so the one name that showed up in the stats that I'm going to them now that I was sort of surprised to see was Dexter Davis. That I was going to that was going to be the one guy who I was going to say. I think Dexter Davis is is top 5 in school history in sacks if I remember right. Let me get to it here. Uh, defense. Sacks career. Yeah, he's third. 31 uh, sacks behind Terrell Suggs and Shantae Carver. I I mean that's pretty strong. Yeah, I you know, I could see him getting in. I guess what I would say uh, is 
there's a big gap between him and Sutton, but I'm not sure, sure Sutton is the floor. Like on some things, there are guys where you're like, well, that guy's the floor. Agreed. You know, Agreed. Brandon Ayuk I, I, yeah. may be the floor. I'm with you on that. Yeah, I, I think Sutton is a lock. But yeah, I don't I don't know that you have to be as good as Sutton to, to get in. Um, I, I think I think you could make a decent case for Dexter Davis. Probably that's it of defensive lineman. And let, was Carl Bradford considered a defensive lineman or is he more of a linebacker? I have him as a linebacker and I have him as in. Yeah, I mean I, I that's you want to you want a burned in, you want to burn into your memory play that UCLA interception of uh, you know on the point. blitz where Hunley threw it and he just jumped up and plucked it That's out of the right. air and That's walked right. into the end zone. Wasn't that the that was the uh, South Clincher too, wasn't it? Yeah, that game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's it. He only was here three years. Had twenty one and a half sacks. Pretty. I mean, more sacks than Will Sutton. Now, Will Sutton wasn't necessarily a, a sacks guy, um, but you know, that's a that's a fair amount of sacks in three seasons. Yeah. Oh, um, on D line, I will say, you know, current guys, Lole could get there certainly could be yes yes i think there's there's a few and we can we could do that at the end of guys who are like okay they're they're on track and and yeah lola's certainly i think a, a, a name that you'd say but yeah i think i think that's it but yeah if we consider bradford a linebacker um i think bradford okay dale robinson probably is a lock when you look at line he was also the defensive player of the year in the conference yeah i think he's in for sure pretty compelling um, you know, I, Dale Robinson was one of those guys I always thought he chased the highlight too much, but I still think he's he's in. I mean, was, he wasn't my favorite player to watch because I thought he was the guy who like he'd have the one highlight reel hit and then he missed three tackles. Um, but he was still really good. Is Mike Nixon in for you? Nah, I don't think so. I don't think so. I mean, I kind of went through, you know, like Nixon, Travis Gaithel. Uh, I don't, I don't think so. Brandon McGee, a nice player. Um, there's the, obviously the guy who had the talent to be, but I don't think there's a shot. Nor is he deserving. You mean Vontaze the defensive Burfield. freshman of the year, Vontez? I do, I do. But I mean, like, I, what would you say of Vontez? My answer would be no. Best, best year was his freshman year. A career yeah. that is similar to Thomas Weber, I think. Um, but without the. The super duper highs of Thomas yeah. Weber's first year. I have one more defensive lineman who I think okay. we should consider. Lawrence Guy. He left under yeah. weird terms. He did. But he, he was did. very good. He was, and, and, and has had some NFL success, which does help. Whether it should or shouldn't is up for debate, I guess. But it does help. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah. Um, he was very highly recruited, too, just like Montez. And, and neither, I thought, ever got to the the level they should have based yeah. on the hype. Yeah. I mean, Vontez, like if you could put somebody in the hall of fame for four career games, then, then Vontez would get in the, the Georgia game is freshman year. The Arizona game is freshman year. The uh, USC so- game. He was sophomore year. The USC game is junior year. Like he had some games where he was the best player on the field. Hands down. But he was also such a negative and, and things ended so badly he quit on the team in 2011 uh, at the end, and, and, you know, his NFL career almost works against him because, yeah. yeah, he was good, but he also, you know, constantly got suspended, fined. Uh, you know, I don't I don't think so. Now, uh, now if I mean, Montez had come in with Brandon McGee's hype, maybe we'd say yes, but he came in with the hype of this guy's going to be the best defensive player we've ever had, and he wasn't close. Yeah, I, I think – He's probably out. I think that he's a head case. Like another guy who was talented, who didn't, you know, I think cross either of our radars for this. But Junior Onyeli, like if he would have oh, not, yeah, one great season. Yeah, yeah. If he would have been able to keep it together, I know. I saw his name as I was going through the All Conference, and he was he was also the Defensive Freshman of the Year. And, but yeah, then he, you know, it, it did not stay together at all. Um, so yeah, I just, I don't know. I think, I think Dale Robinson, Carl Bradford, anybody else you feel good about out of the linebackers? No, not really. Um, there's some decent ones, but there's, there's just nobody that 
knocks me out. Well, it's like Longino was pretty good. Saw him, yeah, you know, I, I Karan uh, Crump had, you know, the one really good year. Um, but mm-hmm. I just, yeah, I'm not, I'm not seeing it. I, I think that you can lock down Darian Butler for this uh, right Jason now. Shot, yes, yes. If he has the senior year that... If he just continues at this same level, right? You know, four or three-year captain, uh, you know, second team All Conference or honorable mention All Conference every year. Um, Well, and I would hope Merlin Robertson too. You would hope if he has the senior year that he was as a freshman and was as a junior. You know, again, very abbreviated. Then I, I think so. I agree. Um, he needs to avoid the Rudy, uh, you know, roller coaster. Yeah. Good as a freshman, not so good as a sophomore. Good as a junior, not so good as a senior. That's that's the trap that I hope he does not fall into. Um, but I I think a position that is as ripe as any is defensive back. DB. Yeah. Um, you know, granted the Todd Graham era, there were a lot of times where they weren't covering anyone. I know. Uh, I know. We've not. So, so similar to offensive line, like it's been fairly rare that you thought we have a really good secondary, and yet there are good players in that mix. And I, I, so, to me, the one that's the most of a lock, and I know it's probably a little bit of laugh considering how much we criticized him, but Demarius Randall. Oh, for sure. He you like know? the the problem with Demarius Randall had <sighs> had nothing to do with his ability in coverage or being in the wrong no. position. He didn't wrap up in goal line situations. Tackler. That right. was the yeah, problem. He was awful. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely <laughs> terrible. But, you know, you know he, he was, uh, I think he was all-conference both years. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he was only here two years. Then he was a first-round pick. Again, you know, that, that matters. Um, I, you know, to me, of all the DBs of this era, he was the, the easiest one I'd say yes to. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, so guys on my list, Simone doesn't make it, but he's beloved in the program. He is, but I don't think so. Yeah, um, yeah I agree. Laiumokiola, not healthy enough. No, I, agree. you know for what they needed from him. Could have been, could have been if he played every yeah. game, but he was far short of that. Alden Darby, I thought of him too. You know, maybe. Yeah. He was, he, oh. so he kind of surprised me. He was second team all-conference in 2012 and then first team all-conference in 2013. Didn't remember that. Um, That's fairly impressive. So there are two names. One that's a defensive back, and then one is uh, an offensive lineman who I think we ignored. Okay. Um, I think we ignored Sam Jones. Sam Jones was good. Yeah, he was good. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I mean, look, this isn't the College Football Hall of Fame. I think no, he's a, not. I think no, he's I an ASU Football <laughs> Hall of Famer. I agree. I agree. It's a, no, I mean, College Football Hall of Famers of all these guys probably, I don't know, maybe two or three. Yeah. Maybe Will Sutton. Uh, uh, you know, uh, I'm not sure anybody else. In all honesty, that's yeah. a, that's a high bar to get to. Um, um but, but yeah, you're right. Sam Jones was pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, fair. but Kobe Williams for defensive back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not not flashy ever, but always good. Very reliable. I you know I I have I him agree. in the I, I put him in the maybe pile for sure. I would say that too. I, I think so. So another one, different era, different years. Obviously, was uh, Omar Bolden. What do you think? I think he's probably in, and I think he's bolstered by a, a fairly long NFL career. He did. He did decent decent length. He was. Uh, I believe he was first team all conference one year. As I'm looking, maybe yeah, 2010, first team all conference. Um, you know, I mean, I I think so with him. And then a teammate of his, Troy Nolan, also came to mind. Yeah, he was good. He was good. I mean, I, it, it's tough. It's tough. I mean, there's there's a lot of guys that I think you could say he was good. Yeah. I, you know, you don't want to put every good player in the ASU Hall of Fame or else it starts to become watered. You know, any yeah. Hall of Fame. If you just put everybody, oh, he was good. Like, well, okay. Uh, you know, I don't know. I mean, I think- uh, here's the thing. They're going to put in Chase Lucas. 
Well, okay. That, yeah, I was so, thinking, you know, from, from the standpoint of this year's team, he's probably got the best case so far of anybody. I think you know, be, I think it is unquestionably the best case of the guys on the current roster. I think so. He'll be a yeah. five-year starter. Five what, year the, starter. what does that mean? Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. I mean, and, and if he has a great year, which hopefully will, then it, it should hopefully make it a lock. Now, I, I think, I wonder if internally, if the Chase Lucas issue for us is similar to, like, the perfect issue how you said yeah. if his name was Brandon McGee. <laughs> you know, if Chase Lucas and Kobe Williams were flipped, yeah. at, would I think Chase Lucas is great? I, I, maybe. I, you know, yeah. I, think I, am, yeah. I think I am unfairly critical of him based on well, how I mean, everyone else reacts to him. After his first year. Yeah. Yes. I mean, I agree. Because after his first year, he was freshman All-American. And it was like, man, we, you know, this guy's going to be a first-round pick. And... Then since then, he hasn't – now, should he have been freshman All-American is probably up for debate. Uh, you know, he, he had a good year. I believe he had a, a high number of interceptions that kind of got noticed. Well, it's like but when Kareem Moore made it. Down. Exactly, yes. Kareem Moore was a name I saw as I was going through the honors. And I'm like, wow, you know, he, he got a lot of honors as a freshman and then disappeared. Uh, you know, so, yeah, I agree. I mean, the – Lucas didn't come in with the with the high school hype, but after his freshman year, it, was, it became that like, wow, this guy's going to be a stud. And I don't know that he's been a stud. He's been good, uh, but it, you know, you're right. It, it, expectations matter. When all of a sudden you're supposed to be, you know, shut down corner, you know, Thorpe Award winning type of player, and you're just decent, it's disappointing. When you're Kobe Williams, who was the Juco kid who was undersized, and it's like, well, this guy, maybe he contributes. And then it's like, wow, he's pretty decent. Okay, great. Love him. And I think that's one of the issues I'm having with this as I, like, reflect a little more. Yeah. You know, Kobe Williams, there's clearly everyone agrees that Chase Lucas was a better corner than Kobe Williams. Right, right, right. You know? I agree. You know, I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's tough. I mean, this is why you, you should always, and I mean, ASU doesn't really publicize it all that well, but I know they do. You should have a, a group of people make these decisions because everybody has biases. And and if you watch ASU games like you and I do, you get guys who you really like and you think, I, I trust that guy in every situation. Even if there are times he lets you down, it doesn't matter. You still trust him. And then there's guys who are the opposite. It's like, oh, I don't know about this guy even though he produces at a fairly high rate. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh... I don't know. I I, I think that Lucas will be in. I think I he's think the so, lockiest too. lock. He's local, five-year so starter. Yeah. Uh, it's a, you know, for and all the of the... product thing helps. I mean, I was thinking of that with DJ Foster. And I know his numbers are really impressive anyway, but, you know, like, if you're on the fence, the fact he was, you know, local boy from Saguaro and, and, you know, kind of the face of the program for a couple of years, that that, that matters. Well, he was the face of Stay True ASU before... He was. He was. You know, before we had Nikhil you know, Harry. One of, the, one of the very first Graham recruits, you know, kind of, kind of sparked that era, you know, 2012, 13, 14, which were really... You know, a pretty a pretty good three year run in ASU football history. It's not, you know, it's not Alabama or Clemson or Ohio State. I realize, but you know, pretty pretty good teams for those three years. It bottomed out a little bit after that, but um, uh, yeah, you know, I, I think so. Of the of the current team, I think you're right about Lucas. I don't know that there's anybody else. I'd say I feel like is a, a, you know a guarantee, but a handful of guys that with another good year, Jake Daniels. Uh, you know, Darian Butler, Merlin Robertson, Lole, uh, Rashad White. If he has a really good season, I know he only played four games so far, but if he has a you know a great you know twelve hundred yards and fifteen touchdowns or something like that total, like, he probably is. Yeah. Yeah. Donovan West. You know, I think you threw his name out there. I mean, he's 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 got the credentials thus far especially if the move to center actually works and yeah. he's good there too. 
you know. Uh, hey, look, team well, success matters. Yeah, and you I think at, you look at the all conference winners, and it's like with 2013, 2007, we had a lot of guys get all conference. Well, why? We were good, and and those things make a difference. Well, and I think looking at this year's team, you would say train them. Uh, if you know, one year sure. is a projection yeah, sure. of things. At least two more years. Yeah, yeah. I agree. You've got a bajillion receivers who could yeah. be guys. I was going to say, you know, none yet, but, you know, hopefully of this group of, you know, eight to ten receivers, there's there's two or three that we're having that conversation about. Yeah. Um, the quarterback's the question mark. I, it is. It is. I mean, <laughs> we've said it before. You I'll win the conference, again, you're in. That's. I'll, I'll, I'll beat it into the ground until September 2nd that, that this season – rides on his shoulders in many ways that that you know if he's as good as he's supposed to be everything else is in place to win 10 plus games get to the conference championship game minimum absolutely well this was a fun little trip uh it was it was i always enjoy it born out of a impromptu debate last week about the basketball players you're going to get more of this stuff as we head into summer and work through that. But uh, until next time, he's Matt. I'm Ben. It's the Ben and Matt Sportscast.